It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway or Kyrie when he make a trade. And nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you got a repeat. So in depth they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, Corrales Packard and J. King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. And well wishes go to Gordon. Listen, after every game is very important, Millie. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us part of your regular routine. We are here for you wherever you are going for some intense summer league talk. We're getting ready. It's the night before we fly out. We're the Ranger Jays, John Corrales, Sam Jam Packard, going through mailbag questions, summer league. Uh, we got Jimmy Butler questions. We got all sorts of crazy questions. It's rain and junk questions. So we're summer junk, summer junk, uh, getting ready for the, the big summer league, which some people are excited about. Some people are not so much excited about. I'm thrilled. I'm pumped. I'm ready. This is going to be crazy. It's all 30 teams. This is like a real shit show going on over there, but it, it'll be, it'll be fun. So I'm excited. You excited? I'm very excited. It feels like it's like the league's uh, summer conference. Everyone from the league is there. There's media there. Uh, it's insanely hot. Everyone's sweating. No one looks great. Um, but it's just another excuse to watch basketball again, and it's a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it's that that it is. The, you know, the, the basketball is back. We get that little bit of withdrawal now. We're like, oh yes, basketball is back. Oh, did you see what Marvin Bagley did the other night? That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. And no, I didn't see it. Um, I did some cool dunks. Oh yeah, no, I I haven't seen any of the the Utah Summer League or the uh, Sacramento Summer League, so I've I've just missed all those. So I'm sure I'm sure we'll see Bagley dunking plenty more. We're gonna see many people dunking, new people, people we didn't even know about. Yes. So we asked you guys to give us uh, hashtag Rain and Jays hashtag Rain and Junk mailbag questions and get a lot a lot of response a lot of rain and jay's questions a lot of them are about the summer league so here's what i'll do i'll just read through all of the summer league questions because we'll and then we'll just a lot of people kind of asking similar things so then we'll just answer them all a, a little bit later on so uh after after we read the the questions so here they are all of our rain and jay's hashtag rain and jay's summer league questions from at Big Cat Cook, who's your player to watch at Summer League outside of Yabu, Big Bob, and Shemi? Can anyone take a roster spot? Mauricio Green ask who's going to be the C's Summer League MVP. He's guessing Shemi Ojale. Uh, at Steadwell15 wants to know who do you think could have a breakout performance at the Summer League? Uh, Tyler Smith, who's got multiple questions, but uh, one of them is, which player are you most excited to see at the Celtics Summer League? That Vlad guy? Well, we'll save that one for it's more of a rain and junk question. Okay, good. People people want to make uh, Robert Williams jokes, so we'll get all the Robert Williams jokes in, in at the same time. Uh, let's see. The other question for the Summer League, uh, at, Max Green, oh, at Green Max, I should say. Uh, I feel like this is undoubtedly the least interesting summer league since the Nets trade. What are you most excited about from a neutral basketball perspective and also from a weird Celtics Twitter perspective? I'll hang up and listen to your answers off here. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let's see. So that's it. That's that. Those are the summer league questions. So basically it's, it's the players we're most excited to see who's going to have breakout performances uh, and, and all of that stuff. So I got strong, I got strong feelings on a lot of things. Well, Jabari Bird is going to be a breakout star. If anyone has the potential to break out that's not the top guys, it's Jabari Bird. He's going to make a roster spot. I think Semi will be the MVP. 
uh, because I imagine he's going to dominate. Uh, and then third bold take is that the most exciting player to watch is clearly going to be uh, Bobby Williams. I mean, that guy's an athletic freak. He's volleyball swatting people, and uh, he's elbow dunking, according to Jay Laranega. I mean, that's clearly who I'm most excited to watch. I, I agree. I mean, that that's the obvious answer that that Robert Williams is the most exciting player to watch. A lot of a lot of people are just kind of wondering exactly what's what's what can he do here? You know, there are the questions about the punctuality and all that stuff. But is he really going to be out there uh, acting like the second coming of Bill Russell uh, as far as summer league goes? So we'll see. Uh, I'm excited to watch him. I agree. When when I was going through these questions, I thought Jabari Bird was the the answer of the for breakout performance in the summer league, the surprise of the summer league. Uh, I'm gonna say that he might even be the summer summer league MVP because Ooh, I like it. I love Jabari Bird's game. I, I think yeah. First of all, he already has shown that he can he can perform well in an actual NBA setting. So he is highly motivated. First of all to either make the Celtics. He's still a restricted free agent, by the way. So Yeah, I saw a Twitter rumor that like, the Timberwolves were after him. Yeah, so there he's he's definitely hot commodity that Jabari Bird. He is. So he is this is him showcasing himself for either an NBA franchise or if for some reason uh maybe a, a franchise overseas, one of the international teams wants to throw big money at him. He this is an audition for him for that. He probably on this roster stands the most to gain, uh, I think, from this summer league. Because if he goes out there and just dominates, then I think the offers in restricted free agency could start to, you know, at least room mid-level exception, uh, the some portion of a mini mid-level exception with teams maybe throwing two, three, four million dollars a year at him. I, look, it's it's hard for me to say that. Jabari Bird's going to go out there making almost what Boogie Cousins is making to play basketball next year. But he's if he is offered anything significant, I think he's gone. And really, Anthony Johnson wants to make an NBA roster. Like that's he's the definitely the most uh, motivated. And it feels like with he, his ability to play defense and and uh, the guy can backdoor cut. I suggest everyone go on YouTube, watch Jabari Bird's highlights against the Bulls this year. It's just like a five-minute compilation of him doing backdoor cuts. It's a wonderful watch. It was. Um, and also, but yeah, he's – go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 please, after you. Finish. I was going to say he's clearly the most motivated. Like the semi's already on the roster. Yabu's already on the roster. Bob Moses – I don't know why I call him Bob Moses. Bob Williams, Bobby Williams. He doesn't like to be called Bob. I'm trying to do not do that thing where I force a nickname on someone, but Bobby feels right to me. Um He's already uh, he's already sleeping in. He feels pretty comfortable that he's going to make the team just with his uh, raw athleticism alone. I feel like in summer league games, it's like whoever's the most motivated, who's ever like really trying the hardest, are the guys who uh, who stand out. So I'm looking forward to Jabari Bird, and I'm glad we just did like a good good five minutes of Jabari Bird talk. That's the kind of summer league podcast I want to be a part of. That's what we're going to be doing. Look, forcing a nickname on somebody is very on brand for Jam Packard. I say you keep I know, going. But sometimes it's too on brand. You know what? Sometimes you got to zig when others zag. You know, you, people okay. expect that of me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, one thing I do want to say about Shemi Ojale is I he clearly was in a kind of an important guy for the Celtics in in at least a few of their playoff games. A guy, a rookie that got playoff experience. I think when it goes when he goes into uh, summer league should be like the most important or I should say the, the most dominant of the players there. Uh, I, I think it'd be good for him to get his shooting confidence back to go out there and, and hit a bunch of threes. I remember last summer league uh, against the Lakers and uh, the big Lonzo ball debut was Shemi Ojale hit a bunch of three pointers and, and kind of carried them. If he can go out there and I think have a couple of dominant performances, I don't think he's going to play all five or six or however many games they end up playing by the time the tournament is over. So if if he goes out and has two monster games, like 30-point, 15-rebound, I think the Celtics would be like, all right, we get it. He, let's let's not put him at risk, and they'll they'll just kind of shut him down. That, that that's my guess, total guess. He should be he should be like that much better than most of the players. Like he did play significantly in the playoffs. I just want him to come out confident. I want him to come out. Like Jason Tatum confident, like, and try and like sauce on some dudes and 
uh, do some spin moves. I just need Semi gunning for it. Like if Semi channel was inner J.R. Smith, that's what would be like a great summer league game. Imagine if he hit like eight threes in a quarter. That's what I want from Semi. I want Semi to do something outrageous. Uh, but you're right. He should be, I think him and Yabu, I think Yabu should like, I think it's a kind of, a, I want to see it from Yabu in this because I, as much, as, as much as Yabu is hilarious and as thick as he is, uh, he's a wonderful human being. I'm not, uh, convinced as him with a, as a basketball player as of this, uh, he just moves so poorly, I would say, like kind of like a, a out of control freight train. Um, <laughs> it like lacks defensive awareness sometimes. I want to see Yabu just put it together. I feel like he has more to show because he didn't really do much in the, um, in the regular season, he did a very good job of distracting us because when he did make a three, he did a brilliant dab. But then we're talking about the dab <laughs> and not the fact that he hasn't made a three in a while, you know? Um, so I think Yabu has to bring it. I think he – Semi, you're right. I think he could be out of there in two days because I just think Semi's way more established than Yabu is. Yeah, uh, Yabu was going to be the other guy that I mentioned when you say who you're most excited to watch. I mean, Williams is – the clear, obvious answer. The other answer, I think, was going to be Yabuselli because you want to see what he's learned in in the off season so far. What has he been working on? What are they telling him to work on? Like, those are the things that I'm I'm looking for out of him. Uh, I'm I'm very interested in talking to everybody about the points of emphasis for him and his improvement. Uh, if you remember, I think the Celtics wanted to stash him for one more year and he just was kind of like, no, I want to come play in the NBA now. So I think last year was a year the Celtics might not have been, I don't want to say too enthused about having him, but I think they, their preference a year ago was to keep him overseas for one more year. Uh, if for nothing else, maybe to stagger when his contract is up, but also, you know, they, they, want him to be playing at a high level and, and continuing to progress rather than coming here and, you know, kind of getting the sitting on the bench and getting spot minutes. So all that's all that says is he's going to be a, a focus. They're going to see what they, they can get out of him as far as learning from those mistakes that you mentioned, the defensive awareness, just playing under more control, uh, taking the threes and, you know, better, maybe some better shot selection. So I, I think Yabu is definitely one of the guys to watch because look, if Yabu and Shemi can make jumps. And one of the questions that we have since we're here is from at Chris KJE, are people sleeping on Yabu and Semi making second year improvements? Summer league is the beginning of those second year improvements. And yeah, if, if, those two guys can make noticeable jumps, then your your roster starts to go 9, 10, 11 deep. So the, their development is exceptionally important because they're on cheap rookie deals, and that's that's when, when you can get cheap production out of players that that's critical, critical to a successful team. Yeah, no, we've seen with injuries, uh, especially last year, how you need guys like Semi to, to step in. And um, hopefully you don't need like Yabu at all next year. Like Yabu, if he makes the team or when he makes the team, I would say he's probably going to be what, the 14th guy. But the Celtics are coming back with two guys are going to play 30 minutes a game. It's really going to shift the minutes down for everyone else. So, um with all that being said, it's um, summer league's pretty much uh, there's no real reason to watch because the the Celtics roster is already established. Yeah, well, <laughs> is that just like the shittiest way to look at it? Yeah, that's that's the question right there. The least interesting uh, summer league again from at Green Max since the Nets trade. But look, from from a just simple basketball like looking at the guys that are important to the team. You know, Williams is the guy to watch because he's your first-round draft pick, and he could be the steal. And if he goes out there and has a great summer league, you at least feel good about the talent that he has. Uh, guys can have great summer leagues and not step in and make great impacts the following year, but great summer league is a great summer league. It's better than a bad summer league. So he's the guy. Shemi's the guy that you want to 
you know, see some massive improvement from and, and see him dominate the kind of like what Jalen Brown did last year at summer league. Like Jalen Brown came in and everybody's like, he played a couple of games. And everybody's like, whoop, yep. He's too good for this. Let's not have him do that anymore. Uh, and then, and Yabu, and then everybody else, like, I don't expect Jamari bird to be back with the Celtics. I, I think he's too good, but he'll, he'll be fun to watch. And Kadeem Allen probably in the same boat a little bit. And then a bunch of these other guys that, well, you know, maybe, maybe we'll learn to love. It'll be a short romance, but we'll learn to love them too. We we will indeed. Uh, and, and you know, one of these guys like Jarrell Eddy might become uh, one of you know the next next year's Jabari Bird. He might might be one of the two way guys. One of these players here on this roster could become one of the two way guys. A couple of these guys might come into camp and get the cut and go play for the Red Claws next year. So there there are names that we might see again, but right now. Uh, it's those three guys. It's Ojale, it's Yabu, and it's Williams in Summer League. So uh, uh, for the rest of Summer League, I mean, obviously I want to see what, you know, DeAndre Ayton has out there. And it's going to be fun, I think, just from a neutral perspective, just to see. This is the first time that all 30 teams are in uh, in the same place at the same time. And it's just going to be fun, I think, just to watch every one of these picks kind of show off what they have and you know maybe uh drawing a blank there uh trey young is there a guy you're most uh, excited about is it trey young he yeah had, like, apparently had a bad game i didn't watch it but that's what the internet told it, me that's yeah the internet has been saying that trey young has not like the the next steph curry has not been able to shoot yet which is really no big deal like that's going to happen sometimes so I, i'm just kind of curious to see like all right, now everybody's in Vegas and and see what, what's uh, what do they got? Like I'm I'm very curious to see what some of these these guys have uh, have to offer. I want to see Mo Bamba and Jaron Jackson just because they both are like described as super athletic. I don't know I don't watch a lot of college games, so it's just like my first opportunity to see a lot of these guys live. Uh, Kevin Knox, uh, just because my uh, good buddy trained in pre-draft, so I'm excited to to hear about that. And then Michael Porter Jr. I, I wonder if he just comes out shooting. Uh, and just is trying to score like 30 points a game in summer league because that would be awesome because he's just has that reputation of just like uh, the most confident man in the world and I like his bravado uh, because it's completely not backed up at all and that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> is there anything that you're looking for from a weird Celtics Twitter perspective? Is it just Gershon um, Yabuselli ass memes? I mean, yeah, probably. Uh, I think there's also Gershon Yabuselli wearing bucket hats. Uh, I think Jalen Brown's probably going to be there at some sort of Vegas event looking cool. Um, Terry might show up. Who knows? It's like it, it doesn't it, – there's craziness in Vegas. And it, I, like I said earlier, it's kind of like an NBA convention. So agents are there. Players are there. Um, but I think in terms of guaranteed go-to stuff, it's going to be mostly uh, Yabu – um, and then whatever, I, like if they do any team bonding, aren't they going to see Uncle Drew as a team? Yeah, I think that I think that would be some good uh, some good content. Maybe we everyone just needs to see Uncle Drew, and we need to start making memes out of that. Yeah, I, I, we should we should see Uncle Drew while we're in Vegas. I was just gonna say that that that's got to be like uh, talking about team building. I think the Rain and Jay's team, Jay King, right now as we record this, is on a flight to Vegas. So I think the Rain and Jay's team's got to go and catch catch a screening somewhere we've got to and people actually seem to like it i thought it was gonna be like all right let's go watch this stupid movie i've talked i've talked to a couple people and it's like it's you know it's a thing but i think if you go into it with the right mindset people are are actually like it's not so bad so apparently c-web steals the show and um i really don't like c-web when he's on tnt but uh he's a nice guy so maybe he's a great actor yeah maybe maybe that's his calling yeah, I will actually say this. I hope it's his calling. I hope he actually, <laughs> I hope he is sublime in this role because then he'll get more movie roles and he'll get less broadcasting roles. And that's, I think that's just good for everybody. So I would agree. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. 
In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so that's all of the uh, Rain and Jay's Summer League talk. Let's get to some of these other questions. Uh, at Unwired Corey, where is Wanamaker going to fit on our roster this year? I think it's basically simply he's going to be the, the next Shane Larkin. And Shane Larkin, for a while, wasn't used very much. He, he's going to be like the third or fourth guard. And if there's an injury or, look, they're going to, they're, they'll have an opportunity. If Wanamaker is decent, they'll have the opportunity to sit Kyrie Irving just for rest. And, and why not? If they have the opportunity to do that, maybe he doesn't play some back-to-backs. And it's just not because of his knee. I don't think his knee is going to be an issue. I think the, when you have a chance to rest guys here and there during uh, in the regular season, you do it. So, and if they, Especially if they bring Smart back. If they don't bring Smart back then Wanamaker becomes a little bit more important, but he's basically going to be Shane Larkin. Yeah. I mean, it feels like that's the exact roster spot they're trying to, they're replacing there. He's like a lot taller. Uh, If he can come in and like make a defensive impact or be a change of pace guy, um, you'll see Brad Stevens. He loves to throw guards out there. He'll just be, he might throw a four guard lineup at you real casually. Uh, So Wanamaker is going to be out there in those and kind of just like Shane Larkin was, but he's just a, a talented um I guess defender and also uh, a better shooter than, or at least offensive threat than Shane Larkin. So maybe he plays more just because he's um, a little bit taller. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, At Chris KJE, obligatory Jimmy Butler question. And we got another Jimmy Butler thing up here uh, from at Chris Volkernick bumping question about Kyrie and Butler talking about playing together. I, I know that there's some frustration from Butler uh, expressed through the media somehow uh, about what's happening in Minnesota. He's uh, apparently has some level of frustration with uh, Andrew Wiggins, some level of frustration with Carl Anthony Towns. Apparently uh, he's so he says he's not signing an extension. I'm not going to read into that what people are reading into Kyrie saying he's not going to sign an extension. It doesn't make sense for him to sign an extension. He should not sign one. He should opt out and sign a new deal. Like that's so I'm not putting his not signing an extension uh, as something that signals anything in Minnesota. So I would expect as long as Tibbs is around, I think Jimmy Butler stays around and they'll they'll fix something. I don't think that they're going to conspire to play together, but I'm not going to try to predict what Kyrie Irving is going to do because no one knows what Kyrie Irving is actually thinking. He doesn't know what he's thinking sometimes. And he's just a weird guy sometimes. And that's, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. If there's a lot of talk whispers about him wanting to play in New York, I know that he's from New Jersey playing in New York and being around home Maybe that's something he wants to do, but Boston is a 45-minute flight from New York City. He can go home after Celtics games if he wants to go home. So that's – it's not – it's – I don't know. It, whatever. We'll leave that for another time. I'm not putting too much stock. I think these guys are probably buddies, and 
they probably will say, oh, man, how much fun would it be if we if we played together? Like, players have those conversations all the time. I'm sure you could probably, in honest moments, get multiple players who are on different teams to say, yeah, I wish I could play with that guy. That'd be awesome. It doesn't mean it. it doesn't mean they're conspiring to do anything. Yeah, I think the the most interesting part of it to me is that how willing uh, Jimmy Butler is to shit on Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Because um, I feel like that's been a repeated storyline. It's just like, oh, man, Jimmy Butler hates these guys' work, that, work ethic. Um, and I kind of watch Timberwolves games, and I go, yeah, I, I get you, Jimmy. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is not a good uh, trier at basketball. <laughs> um, but you're right. It doesn't mean anything. Like, the NBA is crazy. Sure, they could conspire in two years and join a third team. We have no idea at this point. Um, but you just file that uh, piece of information in and say, okay, that might impact things later. But there's like, I don't think it's going to change the Celtics roster uh, in the short term. I don't think it's going to change the Timberwolves roster really. Um, but it's just classic NBA summer fodder. So it's interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll keep a note of that. Yes, let's <laughs> put a pin in that one. Uh, exactly. At master underscore tie tie. Who is the most untouchable player on the Celtics roster? I'll let you go first. Jason Tatum. Yeah, that's my answer. I mean, it just, he's the youngest. He has the most star potential. He's has the best contract out of anyone. Just feels like that makes too much sense. Like all the other established players are, I guess, past their, not past their prime. Like they'd be great right now, but if you're going to invest in a player, you want to invest in a younger player, and I, that's players Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's a guy going into his second year, so you're, you'll have him for three. And he's only 19. <laughs> only, was only 19. Uh, he's So you have him now for the next three seasons, guaranteed under contract. You have the potential for five more seasons after that. I mean, this is why teams are so into drafting these young 19 year old players because you have them under control for nine years potentially and that takes them into their their prime and that the the contracts that you can sign these guys to are much more affordable to than than the the contracts that you're signing some of these established stars to in free agency, like Kawhi Leonard is going to be, you know, or uh, who's Chris Paul. These guys are going to get paid 40 plus million dollars by the time their contracts are over. That That's insane. So yeah, the, the young players like Jason Tatum, it's just, there's just no replacing him. And on top of it, if he makes a year two, year three leap, that makes him even better. I mean, you're looking at a guy who's still going to be on his rookie contract as one of the top scorers in the NBA potentially. So did you, did you see that? I think it was a Chris Mannix tweet about how um, Jason Tatum's going to the Ojale factory and he's not, he might not show it yet, but he's increased his strength greatly. That's the exact report I want to hear on Jason Tatum. It's just about him um, making gains and increasing strength all off season uh, because he's a, he was a small boy and now he's going to turn into a, a tall man. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, we see what we want to see, and I've seen pictures where I'm like, is, is that a little more definition in the shoulders there? I mean, it looks like it he might is. be. Might be. I, I buy into it. Why not? Might, might, might be. Look. Chris Mannix wouldn't report it if it wasn't true. That's true. Uh, and look, it's July. The season ended. Uh, their season ended, what, the beginning of June? So, you know, five you know, five six weeks. If you're you're hitting the weights hard, five six weeks, you start to notice a, a little bit of thing, a little bit of a difference. Especially if you're doing it at a professional level like he is. Who knows? So, I like. Especially it. if you're in the Kaizen weight room in the new Boston facility. Yes, yes. Uh, that picture, by the way, of him and Jalen Brown playing one on one, breaking in the new facility that the Celtics tweeted out. It was, was like, really cool. I was I was very much like, oh baby, yes, I love this photo so much. I, I got a little too excited. But just like that's the Celtics future right there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, also from uh, Tyler, is there any player in the NBA besides Anthony Davis you want to see in Celtics Green and why? So okay, and and who would you give up for him? This is very layered, nuanced question. I mean, okay, like Kevin Durant, yeah. I mean, who else? Steph Curry. I mean, are, are we talking about like 
any of these established super, superstars? Yeah, I mean, any of those guys I would love to have. Giannis? Giannis would be cool. Donovan Mitchell's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a crazy question. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of good players in the NBA. There are, there are a significant <laughs> amount of uh, star players in the NBA that I would love I to I could get excited them. about a well-played basketball played by a, a, any number of individuals. Yes. So, and, and, you know, depending on who the guy is, Depends on what I would give up, you know. So, I'm, I'm right now. I don't think the Celtics need to give up uh, a lot for any single player because they're the primitive favorites to win the East. So I don't even want like I, like when the question came to mind. It's like I'm not even thinking about trades. I feel like I'm no longer in Celtics acquisition mode. I, I feel like I, I I like the base. Team do nothing. Continue. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I think we were in so such a a mode for so long about constantly like who do we get who do we get who do we get that we're still asking the okay now who do we get and the answer is right now nobody like nobody people are why don't we go get tyreek why why don't we do something like what like you don't have to you don't have to like why we got daniel tyson aaron baines yeah i mean that's gordon hayward's coming back Kyrie's coming off the injury we like tice we already talked about even like Shemi, like these guys, why are we going to add a player like, okay, Tyreek had a good season and it's a nice pickup for Indiana, but you know, for the Celtics going to give up a full mid-level $9 million, put themselves over the tax, maybe have to make a decision and say, Oh, no, Mark is smart. Like just for, for what? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm very happy to not have any more moves. Like, I don't want any more moves this summer. Resign Marcus Smart. Give Marcus Smart the two-year deal that I've been harping on. And then let's just move on. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, For it. And speaking of that, at LoveChop67, what are, what are the chances of IT struggling in free agency and coming back on a cheap one-year deal? Market seems grim for him at the moment. Uh, and where better to put himself in the shop window with a coach he's flourished under? Uh, we we do this all the time with our former players. We we all loved him. We all wanted him. We were shocked at the trades. Uh, Avery Bradley's another guy that people keep asking about. Can we bring him back? Obviously, he re- he went back to the Clippers. I, I look, we got to move on from Isaiah. It's not it's not happening. They are. Zero percent chance. There is a zero, absolute zero percent chance uh, of Isaiah Thomas coming back. He, this is not the situation. I've heard the reports. Uh, I think Alex Kennedy said something about him talking to Orlando. That's fine. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's fine. Go somewhere there. Go to a young team and be kind of like a mentor, kind of repair your your uh, reputation, I guess. Make sure people can see that you're healthy. Go to Atlanta or go to uh, now Atlanta wouldn't want him because they they don't want to win games. You know he's I, I think he's going to have to take like a one year mid level exception type of deal somewhere that he can prove that he's healthy that he can get the reps that could use a point guard and just that that's going to have to be it. I like the idea of him in Orlando with uh, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac. Uh, just like two big guys, maybe doing a lot, a lot of screen and rolling, maybe covers up for him defensively. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's got to do another one-year prove-it deal just because um, that's the way it works when you're coming back from a serious hip injury. So hopefully he gets his money. I want Isaiah to get that bag, but there's no way it's going to happen in Boston. That doesn't make any sense. We just went on a whole rant about team do nothing, and then we're going to go out of our way to sign a, a point guard who doesn't want to be a backup and would probably be like – what the third or second best point guard on the roster? I don't know. What is Terry Rozier better than Isaiah Thomas right now? I would say so. Because well, I just don't know if Isaiah has the hip in him. He's better. He's not better than Isaiah Thomas. I mean, it depends on if he's healthy. But I think he's more valuable to the Celtics playing on a three million dollar contract than Isaiah Thomas playing on a nine million dollar contract. Uh, because Terry Rozier is not only making $3 million, he's good, he's got value, and he understands his role. And Isaiah Thomas wants to go play 30 minutes a game 
and and be the guy and go earn himself a contract as you say get that bag he's he's dying to do that and he wants to do that so he it's not going to happen here so i'm sorry i'm sorry folks it's not going to happen here and final rain and jay's question is who improves the most next season and that's from at john most ghost the ghost of johnny most so maybe you should ask that in the raspy uh johnny most voice right which player on the celtics (laughs) improves the most next season out of the all the entire team uh i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it's jalen brown yeah i think that makes sense jalen brown I I mean look I'm I admit I'm 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 high on Jalen Brown and the the rumors of Kawhi and all of that stuff have pushed me deeper into the all in on Jalen Brown thing I, I feel like he's that that year one to year two leap was great I think that he is on a, a similar trajectory and I've been saying it over and over and over again. People say you trade Jalen Brown for uh, you, you trade Jalen Brown for Kawhi Leonard, no questions asked, because Kawhi is Kawhi and Jalen is you know who know who knows what he might become, but right now he's you know year two Jalen Brown, which I get that in a vacuum, but in Kawhi's second year he was basically Jalen Brown. You look at the second year numbers for for Kawhi, and you look at Jalen Brown's second year numbers, and they're pretty damn close. The only difference is a little bit better, definitely better rebounder and a little bit better defensively. That's not to say that Jalen Brown is going to become Kawhi, but in Kawhi's second year, if there were trade rumors for a superstar like that, people would have said, yeah, of course you trade Kawhi. Look at who knows what he's going to become. They would say the exact same thing about Jalen Brown, uh, about him that they're saying about Jalen Brown. So what I'm saying is at this point, the way this team is, there's no need to bring in another expensive guy. And uh, it's, it's just pushing me deeper into the let Jalen Brown become what he becomes, because I think it could be pretty damn good. And if he gets as if he makes the same kind of leap in year three that he did in year two, then you've got yourself an all star, almost all star caliber player. And now you're really damn good. Yeah, I think the the. Could be Jalen Brown make the biggest improvement. Could be Jason Tatum making the biggest improvement. Um, it could be Gordon Hayward. This is the first time he's going to be surrounded with like this much talent in a lineup, and he plays uh, just like kind of very perfect uh, fundamental basketball. Does a little bit of everything well when you're just surrounded by talent. Um, maybe he just has a breakout year. I think that's a and you can imagine Kyrie having the best year of his career. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sipping a much of that uh, that green growth, growth mindset Kool Aid, but. Um, you can imagine drastic improvements for multiple players for the Celtics. I think it definitely leads with the young guys, Jalen Brown um, and Jason Tatum. Like for all the things we said about, I mean, we've talked about this all, all before. Tatum's untouchable, so he could just take a, another huge leap, um, just like Jalen Brown. The, the, I don't know. I I will also just one note on the Gordon Hayward. I am I'm all in, and I brought this up on one podcast, and Jay laughed at me, and then Brad Stevens confirmed it. So I'm just bringing it up simply because Brad Stevens confirmed it that Gordon Hayward's jumper improved when he was hurt, because because he was hurt, because he had a full year to the full season to just sit there and tinker. And, and when you're tinkering with your shot, it takes a long time. It takes a ton of repetitions. And that's all he had. Time to sit there and time to take a ton of shooting repetitions that he both increased his uh, his, his his release. He, he shortened his release so he can get the shot off quicker. And he increased his, his range because without being able to jump, he was shooting threes just with his wrist. And now... He can move further. He can basically stand there and shoot threes as a three as a, a free throw. So he can now increase his range. I think he comes out next season, and people are going to be surprised because he's going to have a quicker release and more range, and he's going to be taking some Steph Curry level 
bombs, and he's going to start hitting those things, and people are going to be shocked. I'm all in on this. I think he's going to be a much improved shooter. Yeah, he's going to be. It's just going to be like we only saw six minutes of this guy. <laughs> like there's going to you're going to have those moments like, oh, this is why we signed gave this guy the max. He's he's Brad Stevens' perfect perfect robot creation. Uh, like I don't. It's going to be a, a wonderful experience to see Gordon Hayward actually play basketball for the Celtics. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, obviously, no one wanted him to get hurt. I would have been happy to him to just be who he was. But if you're looking for a silver lining to having all of that time off, he had tons of time to work on his shot. Okay, that's the Rain and Jays. Now to the Rain and Junk, and it is all about Bobby Williams, basically. So. <laughs> Uh, at a Villar nine, uh, we need a, an al- a big alarm clock for sleeper Williams. <laughs> uh, at Frisco is guy, Friscosis guy. Sorry, uh, which assistant coach drew the get Bobby? I'm, I'm, it says tie sticks, but I'm, I'm guessing it's three sticks on his flight duty. Uh, at that Vlad guy, will Robert Williams have a chaperone while in Vegas just to potentially avoid a hangover part four from occurring? Uh, and uh, that's that's all of the yeah, that's all of the Robert Williams questions. So yes, he's going to need a big alarm clock. I'm sure there's going to be a Celtics every Celtics assistant, not just one. Every Celtics assistant is going to be like every two minutes knocking on his door. Wake up, Bobby. Wake up, Bobby. It's going to be like uh, Sheldon Cooper in the Big Bang Theory, just every three minutes knocking. Bobby, Bobby. I would hope not. I hope uh, I hope uh, Bobby Williams has learned his lesson and just shows up fine. But you're probably right. Um, if he did it again, that would be some sort of pattern, and uh, that would be a, uh, not what you wanted. But um, I'm glad that Jay Laranaga is, uh, is coaching him because that guy never blinks. And so – um, maybe he'll teach Bobby Williams never to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleep with your eyes open, baby. Exactly. Uh, you know, look. Can't oversleep if you never go to sleep. That's, oh, thinking guy. <laughs> thinking guy meme. Mm-hmm. I uh, like it. Yeah, you know, look. Is it a little scary that you're putting a newly signed, just getting his first paycheck uh, guy with a notorious problem with punctuality that you're putting him in Las Vegas right away. It's a little bit of a, you know, issue. We'll see. We'll be scouring the clubs to see where. Yeah. I kind of hope uh, he uh, goes out and does something cool. Like I'm, I'm a kind of okay with him missing another practice <laughs> <laughs> or going. Like, I think it would just really add to his reputation or like going straight through and dominating the game. But everyone was like, yeah, we saw Robert Williams out last night till three, five in the morning. And he just he just got seven blocks. I want the legend of Robert Williams to grow. So I'm cool with him missing one, maybe two more events. The, he'll be like the basketball version of Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. You go out and just get completely obliterated. You wake up <laughs> from a complete hangover and you just go out and you just dominate a basketball game and you go back to drinking right after the game. If he could do it, it'd be uh, it'd be impressive to see. That would be a, like a wonderful summer league uh, event. Uh, yeah, sure. They're just Great walking. story to tell. That... <laughs> so we'll we'll see what he has to offer, but yeah, I heard I hear I hear people talking about it all the time how like Las Vegas summer league is just such a wild idea because these guys just got drafted, they're just getting some, a little bit of money, and the first thing you do when you put them you put them in this team building scenario and you've got to make like good initial impression. You just throw them into Las Vegas. Like, are you nuts? Like that's the ultimate, like baptism by fire that the trial that, you know, can you, it's the perfect screening. No, if you can't handle yourself when you're battling to make a team in summer league, like those guys are battling for their NBA lives. If you can't handle being in a city that's different than a normal city and the rules are a bit different. I think that's a perfect screening for the NBA. If you, If you really can't handle Las Vegas because it's just your first time there and you're excited and you ruin your career because of it, um, that's on you because there's that's what like what is most interesting about the summer league is like there's a lot of guys on those teams who are not going to make the NBA and they're just like busting their ass. So like the basketball is like pretty serious. It's people trying uh, pretty hard for the NBA lives. Oh yeah. So that's uh it makes it entertaining, but 
I really don't expect any like players who are actually playing to like go out and do anything in Vegas. Those are, I feel like it's like such a professional opportunity for them. All right, couple more here, and we'll get this uh, one more for Master Ty Ty. Uh, if you can dunk on or break the ankles of any NBA player, past or present, who would it be? My my immediate visceral reaction was dunk on Joel Embiid. <laughs> uh, just for my brethren, the all of Australia. I don't know. The guy talks so much shit that like you want to shut up that guy. And I feel like he would make a good post about it. He would joke well, but it would still be like super satisfying because uh, then you can talk shit to Joel and beat the rest of your uh, your rest of your career. Um, so that's my answer. Uh, mine is Dwight Howard. I yeah, that's a good one. I just I don't like him at all. I'm so sick of everything he does. Doesn't take and, and look, you're playing a game for a living, and I understand that you're joking around. That's your personality, but it, it just seems like he takes. Not only does he, it's not that he doesn't take anything, everything uh, seriously, because you can have fun. It's just that he's so immature about it. Like he's like fart jokes are funny, like, and not in a an ironic way or not in a, like he's like still like fart jokes and boogers kind of guy. So doesn't he own a bunch of snakes? I feel like I saw him a picture of him just carrying a bunch of snakes recently. I, don't know. I couldn't tell if it was an elaborate Photoshop or just Dwight Howard is a snake guy, but either was believable, and that tells you all you need to know about Dwight Howard. Yeah, so that that's going to probable be snake guy. Probable snake. <laughs> you don't be the snake guy. And finally, from Mike Dynan, RedsArmy.com's own Mike Dynan. Dynan, sorry, Mike. Which of the three of you is most likely to have a what happened in Vegas? stays in vegas moment i'm disqualifying myself i am nope i'm too old for it anyway i think it's low-key i I want to say it's you but i'm saying i think that's too obvious i think it's jay as well i think jay just just hurt hit uh hit 30 he's got a cool haircut he's gonna be on the strip now he works for the athletic big new fancy job oh my god you don't know what jay's capable of not only He's got that, some friends down there. He got connections in Vegas. That's this is um, the thing. Like you are like I'm the old man. I'm out. You're the young man, and you've got like you're expected to do. So it's not it's not even a what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like the key thing here is because I think you would post the shit out of whatever you do. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Is I'm like it, it wouldn't stay in Vegas. I would be it would be yeah. entirely documented jay Jay king will do stuff on the low yeah jay now has you know he's got like you said he's got the nba connections so he's much more likely to weasel his way into some kind of nba thing that neither of us have the the cachet to get into and and he's (laughs) well jay jay king doesn't have the cachet he knows people who have the cachet let me tell you that's it that's fine but like we don't even have it's all about who you know those people so i mean even even if like we tag along like that's he's he's going into doors that we don't even see and next thing you know it's gonna be like where the hell did jay go and that's it we'll see him tomorrow and just be like what the hell happened He'd be like dude shake his head and walk off dude you don't even want to know and then you're like okay know. yeah shaking yeah. That's it. So I think, I think it's the obvious answer. Also, he's not here to defend himself, so it's much easier to put this on yeah, him. Absolutely. This is 100% J. King. It's, yeah, that's the answer. We're going to find out if uh, we're right because we're all going to Vegas, uh, flying out tomorrow. Jay will be there when we get there, probably already on a what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas type of thing. <laughs> Hopefully as a crazy first night. Yes. So, you know, look, there's no there's no game till the, the Celtics – play on friday at uh what is it uh 7 30 eastern time so he's got time at four by, by 4 30 so he's got time to sleep in like he's he's already on his way out thursday night in vegas shit come on <laughs> i bet he's gonna go right to his hotel and go to sleep no yeah. he's a professional have oh. you ever seen jay king on the road he's a boring man yeah he is. just writes his articles and goes to bed I know, I know. The the picture we were painting was much better than the actual Jay King, but still. Yeah, I feel like we had to give both sides though. That's because Jay Jay King's a nuanced person. 
So we gave you uh, one, both facets of his personality. <laughs> all right, so we're all heading to Vegas, which means we'll be podcasting in Vegas, which has always been fun. Uh, we will have our conversations, and hopefully we can grab like a bunch of fun guests. And last year we sat there with, you know, blazing through a 24 pack with Kevin O'Connor. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people out there, and with more teams, more people. It's just going to be madness. So we'll, tweet we'll at Kevin O'Connor and tell him um, you want him on the Raining Jays podcast. Yes, come on. Well, you know KOC, he'll be back. Like, I don't know. He's getting big time with that ringer stuff. So I don't know. He is mighty big time, but we had great time in Vegas last year. I think he'll do it for the memories. But yes. if you guys help, the listening public helps. Yeah. Um, never hurts. You know what? Maybe I'll just plant a seed in his head. Maybe he'll ask us to come on. That's right. Maybe you could do one of those like Zach Lowe. Bill Simmons, kind of like you come to our podcast, we come to yours. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, you got to accept that in his brain. Okay, Raining Jays listeners, you know what to do. <laughs> Just post, post, post it into existence. <laughs> I like like we're unleashing flying monkeys, like the Wizard of Oz. Fly exactly. my pretties. <laughs> Jesus, that's why I work so hard for for all this influence we have. <laughs> So if you're not a subscriber, uh, this is a great time to subscribe because Lord knows what's going to happen with uh, us out in Las Vegas for a week. So go ahead and do that. Search for Lockdown Celtics wherever you get your podcast. If you are a subscriber, you want to give us the five stars now before we embarrass ourselves, go ahead. If you want to wait to see if we earn those five stars, you bet your ass we will because we're going to be out there living it up and podcasting for you like all the time. Who knows? I don't even know what's going to happen. With the podcast, <laughs> like it, we might do, like we're sitting there, like, oh, do you want to do every day? We might be like three podcasts a day, like we might just be like going crazy. So, or we might do zero. Who knows? Ooh. Stay tuned. Ooh. That, that would be the worst pitch ever. That would be like we may do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your five stars. We'll do nothing with them. Well, well yes, yeah. demand it for no work. So do that and uh, make sure you tell everybody, hey, they should be listening to. The Locked On Celtics Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday... We talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.